0: Good morning, class. (laughs) Morning, brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and welcome to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our faith is fed, our spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. We've saved you a seat right here in the front. Want you to join us. Get your Bible, get something to take notes on, and come right in and join us in this class and get ready. To be changed. The scripture says, when we behold, like in a mirror, the glory of God, that we are changed into the image we are beholding. We are changed from glory to glory by the work of the Spirit of the Lord. It's transformative to uh, focus on and listen to the anointed words of God. It gives you faith. It changes you from the inside that affects the outside. So let's release faith and come up to a higher place in Him today. I'm confident that in these classes, day after day, week after week, your faith is growing. You're getting stronger. And what used to seem unreachable is getting within reach. What used to seem too hard to deal with, you can see all things are possible to Him that believes. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together. Faith class all over, uh, everybody that's watching. We're agreeing, asking for utterance and anointing for your good word, for your good spirit, for answers, and exactly what we need right now. Open our ears, our hearts, our minds. Help us to see things we hadn't seen before. Remind us of anything you've shown us that we let get away from us. And show us how to put it into practice. And we purpose not to be forgetful hearers, but to be doers of it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. Turn with us in the textbook again today to the that great book of Hebrews and the 11th chapter and the first verse, Hebrews 11.1. 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Or as the Young's literal translation says, Faith is of things hoped for, a confidence, and of matters not seen, a conviction. Previous, in the 10th chapter that flows right into the 11th, he was talking about confidence. If we back up to verse 35, uh, chapter 10, verse 35, he said, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, My soul shall have no pleasure in him. Faith, the word faith we we found, is used interchangeably with the word confidence. It's sometimes also translated boldness. Abraham was said to be fully persuaded. So if you say, I have faith for something, you're also saying, I'm confident about this. You could also say, I'm sure. If you're in faith about a thing, you are sure about what God's will is concerning that matter. You are sure that God's heard your prayer. You are sure that your request has been granted. And you are sure that you will see and experience what you're talking about. That's a lot of being sure. (laughs) How how can you get that in a world full of of unsurety. This is very different. And we're supposed to be different. We are in the world, but we're not of this world. We're supposed to be really very different from the world. We saw earlier in Romans 12, we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed. How are you transformed Uh, from being just like the world? Transformed. By the renewing of our minds to what end? So that we can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What makes the difference between us just being like all the rest of the unsaved, ungodly world? We have uh, become mind renewed to the will of God. Many are saying, why are we here? Why was I born? What purpose do I serve? Is there life after death? Is there anything past this? Nobody knows. Nobody can know. Nobody can be sure. Not true. If you accept the textbook, it's got the answers. (laughs) And we don't have to say, I don't know on the test. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. We don't have to try to guess on multiple choice. Thank God. He not only gave us the textbook, he gave us the key, of the answers to the tests that we'd face in life daily. This is a pretty good school. When you got the answers for the test, right? Yeah. This is pretty good school. And that's how God set it up. And uh, we're, we're not going to change that. Um, look with me uh, in talking about this. Go to 1 John, the second chapter, 1 John chapter 2. And look at uh, verse 20. Let's see, I'm moving a little bit too fast here, but uh, that's all right. First John 2:20 says, "You have an unction of the Holy One, and you know all things." Does that sound good to you? Amen. Let's say it out loud. I have an unction. I- and that, that, mean, that word unction means anointing. I have an anointing of the Holy One, and by that anointing, we know all things. Now, of course, that, that doesn't mean we're uh, all knowing, knowing everything about everything right now like God does. Uh, that's not hard to figure out. But what does it mean? It means all things that we need to know, we are caused to know them by the anointing. And it's a comforting thought that the answer to every question is inside us in the person of the one who does know everything about everything. And so really we do have access to unlimited knowledge. (laughs) We have access to unlimited understanding, unlimited wisdom. Does that sound good? Yes. Oh, it's wonderful. It's true. And uh, something that is good to remember, it happens through a knowing. Did you see that word? We have an unction of the Holy One, and we what? No, we know all things we need to know, No, See, that's, uh, that's akin to this idea of confidence and being fully assured and being fully persuaded. We know. You cannot have faith in an area until you know something, until you know the will of God in that area. That's why praying every prayer with an if it be thy will winds up praying without faith time and time again. When God has revealed his will to us, for us to keep saying if it be thy will is to be willingly ignorant. It is to be, ignore what he has shown us and told us. If you were here with us for previous uh, classes, we saw, for instance... It's not God's will that any should perish. Well, then if you pray about people perishing in a situation, Lord, intervene, do something for them, if it be thy will. Well, you're being willingly ignorant because you saw what he said and he told you. It's not his will that any should perish. And you're still saying, you know, implying it might be his will. No, that would prevent faith. Faith is based on a foundation, a foundation of knowing it's God's will. If you look in the fifth chapter, 1 John 5, 1 John 5 and verse 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, what? According to his will, what happens? He hears us. Thank you, Lord. Verse 15, and if we, what, know that he hear us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desired of him. Now, this is very different than the way a lot of people pray, a lot of Christians pray. I've had people tell me, you know, uh, uh, would you please pray for me, Brother Keith, uh, for my healing, or would you pray for me? You know that the Lord had helped me with my finances. You pray with me. And I ask them a simple question. Well, do you believe it's God's will for you to be healed? And many times people have looked at me and said, Well, I, I, I hope so. I, I wish it would be. I want it to be. Well, see, we're, we're not ready to pray. Because if I'm praying confident that it's God's will, but they're not convinced it's God's will, we're not in agreement. There's no basis for faith. And that's what has happened too many times. Uh, there are many times that people say, pray for me about this or pray for me about that. But the truth is, they're not ready to pray. They need to come to faith school. <laughs> they need, uh, and I'm not just talking about just this faith school, but in the school of faith where he teaches you and shows you what his will is. Uh, we need to spend more time in the textbook. Can you agree with that? We need to spend more time because the will of God is revealed on subject after subject after subject. Healing, for instance, people wrestle with this and go, well, you know, it's obviously not God's will for everybody to be healed. Why do you say that? Because they're not healed. Well, you could say the exact same thing about the new birth, about people being born again. You could say it's obviously not God's will for everybody to be saved. Why? Because they're not all saved. It proves no such thing. What has been provided so generously by grace must be received by faith. You have to lay hold of it and believe you receive it and take it to yourself by faith. How can you take something by faith? You first have to be convinced of the will of God. You have to know and quit asking if I don't know. I hope so. We'll see. This thing about praying and then seeing what happens to determine the will of God is faithless praying. And that's why it's praying without results. Look at this again. Verse 14. This is the what? Confidence. That's another word for faith. This is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, so the prerequisite for confident praying is knowing his will. If we ask anything according to his will, what happens? We know no matter how you feel, he hears you. He hears you. you took the time to go to the scriptures, to find out what he's already said about that subject. You Prayed, perhaps, in the Spirit, asking the Lord to show you and quicken to you His Word that applies to your situation today, and He did, and you saw it, and you know this is the will of God, and you prayed in line with that knowledge, God heard that prayer. You don't have to check how you feel. You don't have to know anything else. You prayed according to the will of God. God heard that prayer. Verse 15, and if we know that he heard us, how do we know he heard us? Not by a goose bump, not by a hot flash, or a cold flash, or a no flash. You don't have to have, thank God, I'll take all the feelings God will give me. Don't misunderstand me. But when you walk by faith, you don't have to feel, to know isn't that a good thing? I don't have to feel anything to know some things. I can know without a shadow of a doubt God heard my prayer. How do you know He heard that prayer? Do you feel anything? don't have to feel anything. I prayed according to the will of God. So according to the Word of God, which is the will of God, He told me He heard it. And if I know that He heard me, I know something else. If I know he heard what I asked because it was the will of God. We know. Can, do you see a, a repetition here? Recurring theme. We know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. My, my, my. We know confidence and we know and we know and we have. This goes hand in hand with that great scripture in Mark 11:24. 24. Let's put it on the screen and look at it. Mark 11:24. 24, Jesus had said this. He began in verse 22 talking about have the faith of God and in verse 23 talking to the mountain. But Mark 11:24, 24, if we could put that up, please. He said, Therefore I say to you, what things soever do you desire when you pray Believe you receive them and you shall have them. According to 1 John, we found out it was God's will before we prayed. And so when we prayed, we knew knew God heard us. Then, because we knew God heard us, he went on to say, You know that you have the petitions. We believe we received it. And so then we, we know the scripture says we have it. And we will see it and feel it. Does that sound good to everybody? Hallelujah. Confidence. Confidence. A knowing, a being sure. Go with me to Matthew the 8th chapter, please. And let's look at something that is a classic example. Matthew 8 and verse 1. Matthew 8 and verse 1. And it deals with the subject of healing. Now, uh, this is one of the, the big areas where many Christians insist on praying, if it be thy will. And I have, I have been uh, in that place where I prayed for healing with an if it be thy will. So I'm not mocking anybody. I'm not making fun of anybody. I remember uh, back when I was in my late teens, I went with my pastor one time as he went to the hospital to visit people. And there were some of the, um, there was a particular lady that was part of the church who had been very, very ill. She was in the hospital. And I went with the pastor and we prayed for her. And he was by her bedside and, and, and held her hand. And I was right there with him by the bed. And he prayed and I prayed it with him and she prayed it, Father. We we love our dear sister here. That's and and we're you know sorry. He said, I'm, "I'm quoting the pastor now that she's been dealing with this, and I was too." And Lord, we just pray that if it would be Your will that You would heal our dear sister and help her and raise her up. But if not, Your will be done. And I said, "Amen." And and the woman said, "Amen." And We felt like we had, you know, we'd done a a fair job of praying for. But after some years learning some things and analyzing this, there are a lot of problems with this prayer. What we're saying is God's will is set. And God's will is going to be done no matter what you or I pray or say or do. So when you really analyze it, you could say it like this. God, we know you're going to do what you're going to do. Your will is established and is going to happen no matter what anybody says or does. So if it's your will that you're going to do anyway, heal our sister. But if it's not your will, then don't heal her which you weren't going to do anyway if it was your will. In other words, you're going to do what you're going to do or not going to do what you're not going to do no matter what. So why are we praying? <laughs> hmm? Really? Why are we praying? If, our pray, if the will of God has already been determined, already been established, and everything that happens or doesn't happen is the will of God, Why are we praying? If our prayer is not going to change anything, if our prayer is not going to make any difference, what's the purpose of it? What's the reason for it? It's not true. This kind of thinking is wrong. And praying for healing with an if it be thy will is a useless prayer. Because if you don't know the will of God, you can't have any confidence. Faith begins where the will of God is known. That same person, many of the same people that emphatically pray for healing with an if it be thy will, they they would never pray for a person to be born again with an if it be thy will. They would correct anybody. that would go down to the altar with somebody that came to be saved and they said, Lord, I'm going to receive you as my Lord right now. And if somebody came and said, well, now hold on, hold on. We want to submit to the will of God. And you just never know. So just pray, Lord, if it be thy will, save me. And if not thy will, oh, you you just start praying that. And there are millions of church going people would scream and go, no, 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 no. It's not his will that any should perish. (laughs) Well, that's true concerning other areas as well. It's not his will that any should perish physically or mentally or emotionally or even materially and financially. He's a good God. He's not willing that any should perish, period. We must stop praying with the faith-destroying phrase, if it be thy will, when the will of God has already been revealed. In the Word of God, we must be confident. You'll see this right here in uh, Matthew 8 and 1, it says, when he was come down from the mountain, Jesus is talking about, great multitudes followed him. A lot of people. And in verse 2, it says, behold, there came a leper and worshiped him and said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Isn't this how many are praying today? They're praying the same way the leper prayed then. If you will, you can. Now, many have thought that's a good prayer. I'm I'm convinced of God's ability. I have confidence God can heal anything. God can do anything. God is a miracle worker. Will he do it? We don't know that. That's the mystery. That's the thing. If it's his will, he can do it. And I've also seen parents look at me with angst in their eyes and pain in their heart and go, I know God can heal my child. Why won't he do it? I've pled, I've begged, I've done everything I know to do. If I could do it, I'd do it. I know he can. Why won't he? Why won't he? And this is the reason why some have quit going to church. Why some have quit praying and just said, you know, why why wouldn't God do it? That's the wrong question. We we talked about this already. There are prayers God can't answer. He just can't. What do you mean? Here's one of them. He can't do what he can't do what he's already done. You're begging him. For instance, you're begging him to save somebody. It's the same thing with the new birth. God, why, why won't you save my brother? Why won't you save my sister? Why, God, why won't you save him? Why won't, please save him. Please save him. That is a misguided prayer. It's also a faithless prayer. Jesus has already done everything that will ever need to be done for their salvation. He took their sins. He bore their iniquities and was judged for it and has now risen from the dead, triumphant over it. The Lord does not need to come down and do anything else to save our loved ones and our friends. So to beg and to act like God, may, you know, please God do it, please God do it. No, He's already done it. What we need to do, what they need to do, is receive it, is receive it. And how do you receive it? By faith. And can you have faith when you're still questioning the will of God? You cannot. You cannot. Like Brother Bosworth said, faith begins where the will of God is known. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we know he heard us and if we know he heard us we know we have the pati- that's a lot of knowing yes. knowing confidence yes. knowing knowing that's what faith is all about and all this second guessing and all this wondering and wavering and it sounds pious it sounds submissive to the will of God to say, well, Lord, thy will, thy will. Well, why don't you pray that way about everything? If you say you believe it, why don't you pray that way about people being born again? No, you wouldn't do it because you know God's will is for everybody to be saved. Well, good news, brother, sister. It is also his will for everybody to be healed. It's also his will for everybody to be filled with the spirit. It's also his will for everybody to be delivered from mental anguish and torment. It's also his will for everybody to have their needs met. It is his will. If you can become convinced of that, the wavering stops. Notice what Jesus said to this man. He said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Verse 3, what did Jesus tell him? Jesus put forth his hand. He touched him and said, I I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. He knew before the physical thing could happen, he had to clear the man of his doubt and his questioning about God's will. And is, is he not the same yesterday, today, and forever, and no respecter of persons? If he said, I will then, he's still saying, I will now. It's never changed. If he said, I will to him, he's no respecter of persons. He's saying it to you. Amen. Let the Word of God settle the question once and for all it is his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Said out loud, I will walk by faith. Amen. I will, I will live by faith. I overcome this world, overcome this world. by, faith. by faith. I'm faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to, God. glory to God. We'll see you next time in Faith School.